Welcome to the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast. Real talk about the voiceover industry. I'm Brian Lee, and I never have time to be on this show, so at least I'm doing the intro. Well, thank you for coming, Stephen. It was a great show, and uh, well, let's do this again. <laughs> Welcome back to the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. And JJ, you've just given away our secret what? that we have a guest. Oh, no, I didn't. You didn't? By saying goodbye to the guest before we even started the show? Well, that means we don't have a guest if he's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we do. We're, we're talking about something today that fascinates me because I know nothing about it. Um, I've worked in a lot of voiceover genres, but I've never worked in dubbing. Uh, I know you have, yes, JJ. Yes, You You think very fondly uh, of it. It was so. so much fun. But there's so many, there's like some really cool technology that's come out, which is why we are lucky enough to have Stephen Renata of VoiceQ and Kiwi Technologies joining us from New Zealand. Well, of course. Well, of course. How are you? Ka nui te ora aho, which is the indigenous way of saying excellent. Ah, wow, that's a that's a long way to say excellent. Here we say, not bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's in the morning for him. Thank you so much for scheduling. And I know we had some back and forth with, forth with that. You know, I'm not good with math, but it's uh, it's good. We sorted it out finally. There are three but, of us here, Linda. Just in case you. <laughs> I know you and I are in the same time zone. Though. Oh yes. Um, so well, that makes my life I'm a not. little easier. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to talk about the way that it used to be. And then we can morph into the way dubbing is done now. So, um, Stephen, why don't you start? You tell us what history and all that good stuff. Um, well, it's a great question, history. Um, so the history on dubbing, let's start there, um, goes back into the early days, uh, really in European countries as we dubbing started off, which is essentially taking one language of um, TV and film and converting it into another language. Um, with dubbing, one of the things you're trying to do is get the lips to look perfect to what's the original languages. Yes. And so uh, I'm a big Bruce Lee fan, but if you go back <laughs> to Bruce Lee movies, which some of our listeners might remember, you'd look at uh, the, the the dubbed version of the movies and the, the lips seem to be all out of sync. It was kind of funny and but probably a distraction. Yes. <laughs> and so uh, a lot of that uh, work back in those days was, was done with what we call good old-fashioned paper and a headset on, and you would get um, a number of different types of um, alarms or prompts to tell you when to speak your part. Uh, three beeps for those that are in the industry, you get three beeps in your ear, and on your third one, that's your cue to say what you need to say. Oh, so there was Something no time code you. back then? No, not really. Oh, wow. Uh, if you're lucky yeah. enough, to, and then you're reading off paper. Yeah. So um, you really had to be a, an artist of, of something yes. really. You had to listen to that e beat. Even with the time code, it was it was an yeah. art because you had to look at your time code here and on the screen. And, and, and you're trying to be in character right. looking at a piece of paper. Right. So you've got, you know, if yeah. we're thinking of your favorite TV series or movie. Yes you haven't got that visual reference of the character you're playing. So this is, you know, hats off to those that, that started wow. the industry with, you know, yeah. pen and paper, yeah. headset, and a little uh, beat cue. Yeah. So um, inevitably, 
some of the quality wasn't probably what we we see today. <laughs> yes. um, and <laughs> yeah. so there was a, there was a call for change. Um, how, how do we actually move this forward? And and also what happened was the amount of content that started to come out. You know, particularly with the, the big streamers, the, the Netflix, Disney's, Amazon right. Prime's, all these folks started to produce massive amount of content. And of course, to take that through the dubbing process, you end up with a bit of a bottleneck. Well, we've got all this content and we want to put it not in just one or two languages, but up to, I believe, 28, 29 languages, some of the big oh, streams. Wow. So you need people and you need some technology to be able to make all of that go faster, more efficient, but keep the quality. Because at the end of the day, uh, those folks that are viewing this content, um, they have very little tolerance for what we call the lip flats. Or, the, or what it looks like, the lips seem out of sync with yes. the actual audio itself. So right. it's a funny old thing. And so, yeah, along the way, um, Kiwa Digital, which is the parent company of VoiceQ, we spotted this um, problem in the industry and went, okay, how are we going to approach this with some technology and um, improve the lives of voice talent around the world so they can get more work, be more professional, deliver higher quality projects, et cetera. And it's been, mm-hmm. it's been a real journey, particularly over the last three or four years with the rise, the global rise of dubbing driven by Netflix, um, Amazon Prime, yeah. Disney, and so forth. So, yeah, pretty cool to be a part of it. That's uh, I, Squid Game, was Squid Games, is that what it was called on Netflix? They were getting like a lot of complaints, I guess, because the actors were, I don't know, they weren't performing well, or I'm not quite sure what it was, but people were talking about it. Yeah, I thought, well, first of all, it was very, very most popular show ever. Ever. So as soon as you put yourself up in that league of the most popular ever, of course, you got all the eyeballs and all the opinions, the good yes. the and bad, bad and the ugly. So <laughs> some of the, the more negative sort of commentary was really around what I'd call the purists of language, which are critical people they have in your life, saying when we look at the, the script in Korean and the context of the script, when it was translated and then adapted, mm-hmm. and that's a part I'll get to in a minute with, about dubbing, yep. It seems to have shifted. And so what people mm. are seeing and hearing in English is not actually what was done in Korean. And so the mm. challenge you've got with dubbing, which is a little bit different to translating, is that the third step, which takes the translated script, and let's assume that's grammatically correct, has oh, to right. be adapted a bit to make the lips work. And so the, the adapters, who are usually professional translators, are trying to look at the, the lip flaps of the, you know, the time code. The person says something starting at T equals one and it's finished at T equals seven. They take that phrase and go, oh, the lips are not quite working. If I could say the same thing in a similar way right. that makes the lips work, let's do that. Yes. Oh, so interesting. So that adaptation phase, which is a little bit of art form. And, of course, you know, the adapters are trying to do things in a correct manner, you know, that, so it's ethically and morally uh, paying right. tribute to the originals. But at the end of the day, they're trying to satisfy the viewing audience, which in this case for, for Squid Games was the, um, the American public. Ah, and so yeah. that's where you get that little bit of a shift and uh, the purists are going to say, hey, it's not the real deal. But, you know, over 100 million people <laughs> in the States who <laughs> love the show. So yeah. there's the tension. Wow. Interesting. When I, and so oh, now sorry. the t- I'm sorry. No, go ahead, JJ. When I uh, first started in the business, I was working at a place called Sonic International. And I thought we had one of the world's great adapters. I mean, he was really good. But, you know, the the cartoons that we did were Honey, Honey, and Leo the Lion. And, you know, it, it's hard to 
there's so many steps. You know, he, he did get a summary of the story and the, the version in Japanese. Then he had to convert it to a story that would make sense in English and then try and match the Japanese cartoon mouths. And that, that was nearly impossible. I don't know how he did it. And then uh, we, we did a, quite a few movies. Um, <laughs> and I have to tell you about this movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but you would love it. It was called Pago Pago. And it was about two guys who rode a mule facing each other with straps and cafeteria trays. And they were riding through the desert and they were eating, facing each other on the mule in the desert. And when they got done, they would get off the mule and beat the crap out of each other. And then they would go to a different scene where they're riding the mule and eating again. And I just, but the, the adapter is, is really, really important. And sometimes you're right. We had to go back and I'm saying, I, I would say to the producer or whoever, the, the way, the, the order in which you have the words isn't quite working with the mouth. And do, do you mind if I just put this here and this here and maybe change this word a little bit? looks like it would be a better lip thing to fit his lips. And uh, they they were nice enough to give me permission to do that, but yeah, it's it's a process. But after you get good at it, you can Sounds do two like three it. characters in a scene. You know, I was yeah. a monkey, I was the narrator, and I was the left tree in the cartoon. You know, in one scene. <laughs> and uh, but gosh, that's so much fun to do, so much fun yeah. to do. So what what does your technology? How does it make it better? Yeah, so what VoiceQ does, it, first of all, it allows you to, to import the, the assets, which will be the video, in most cases, uh, the audio, and also the script itself in its original form, um, with or without time codes. And for, for the listeners, the time code's important because when the script gets translated and then adapted to get the lips working, yes. um, that time code's critical because you can't change that. That bit's no, really, no. Um, frozen from the original Yep. Uh, way the, the TV film yep. was, was shot. So uh, once those, everything's been imported, and it probably sounds like, oh, you just import, right? Well, unfortunately, in the industry, <laughs> there's a lot of different formats of scripts. So, yeah. you know, it can be everything from a Word doc to an Excel spreadsheet and every other acronym you can think of. Right. And so the technology has to be able to figure out what type of format that is. Perhaps there's a conversion process required for the next step and so on and so on, right to when it's finished and then gets exported to the studio yep. to go through another yep. piece of technology, which is called a digital audio workstation or a, a door. And all the big studios have different uh, brands of that. So our technology, once it's done all its great stuff, yep. importing, converting, exporting, it has to go to somewhere else. This has all got to happen real fast. The other part is that um, if you sort of think of the workflow from the beginning, so we've got a script, we're going to get it translated. And there's a number of ways you can translate it. A lot of the buzz around the industry is machine translation. And to be fair, the technology is getting so good that mm. one day it may replace humans, at least at some level. Um, we're not mm. there yet. Um, when you get into <sighs> complexities of scenes, multiple <laughs> characters on scenes, uh, humour from one country to another, it's challenging for the machine technology intelligence to pick up the nuances of the context right. and so that's where humans are still really important but let's just assume you've figured out whether it's human-based or machine-based you've got a beautiful translation and it's grammatically correct the next step is to take the translated script and adapt it where the lips are not quite working with the translation 
that could be a couple of lines or it could be 50 to 60% more. <laughs> What's the movie and that so, they did? What the, the, they did a movie that was based on bad lip dubbing and it was, it was a, I forget, it was like a Bruce Lee movie. It was popular mm. many years ago, but it was absolutely hilarious. The guy's voices were wrong and they should, they'd go to a shot of a dog and he'd go, and then about three <laughs> seconds later, you hear, Park! <laughs> and the whole movie was like that. There was this big Japanese guy who said, you better watch yourself, mister. He had a voice way up there and the, everything was out of sync. So it, it's it's so important. But they, they actually made fun of the fact that it was That's funny. Out. Oh my God, it was so funny. Absolutely. And so there's the, I'm sort of really talking about the technical, you know, let's right. just get the script right. Right. And so our software has a user interface that allows you to see the various forms of the script and also the video in the corner of your screen. So as I'm doing my adaption, I can look straight up at, this, at the video, play it back. Yep, that's working and off I go. Gotcha. So if you think you've got you know, 3,000 lines in a movie script, yeah. that bit's got to be fast. Yeah. Quick change, look up, yep, tick, move next one yep. and so forth. So the, the user interface itself makes it easier for the adapter to see what they need to see, make the, the changes as required and move on. And then, of course, you've got to check check to say that that line's been changed so that whoever gets the script next realises what has been changed and there's various versions. Mm. So as you make changes and you're hoping for less changes versus more, it's got to be reported or recorded somewhere. Somewhere there's got to be an admin piece that says, hey, line 24 has been adapted, line 29. And and this has got to happen in an instantaneously. And so um, all of that... um, just, you know, requires technology that makes the processes really efficient. The reverse is that many of the folks that are doing this amazing work are not technical people. They would actually prefer to write on paper yes. or with a Word doc. Yes. So getting them to work inside a software platform itself is quite a challenge. And so we've had to um, simplify it or make it relevant and easy for their craft so they don't lose any creativity. Because if you lose the creativity, you lose the magic. And that's been the challenge from us coming from a technical aspect. How do we help our creatives still feel like they're in the creative zone and they're not being confined by, you know, technology that's just not robust. And so that's been actually a lot of fun working with creatives and saying, look, you know, what buttons work for you? What colours work for you? How do you want the screen to look? And that has been a creative design process for us, which we're still on. Wow. Um, so so yeah. that for the performer, for the actor who's actually having to do the dubbing, that's got to make things a lot easier because then it's they can focus on their performance as opposed to hitting yeah. certain marks. Is that how I'm gathering Absolutely. it? Absolutely. So we, we've done the adaptation part. It's beautiful, spot on. The lips are working and it's, it's not uh, digressing from the original tra- uh, script too much. Everyone's happy. Now we get to the voice talent. They have what we call karaoke. It's karaoke for voice talent. So what we've done now is taken all that wonderful adaptation work and we're running the script, the lines of the script, sort of across towards the bottom of the screen on the original footage. Oh, okay, cool. So now in Squid Games, if I'm the lead character, the lead character's on screen, I've got my line in language B, whatever that language might be, perfectly cued and there's a, a marker on the screen that tells me when, the, when the, the words hit that moment, that's when you say your word. So then now you've got the timing, which helps with the lips as well. So the, 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 wow. the adaptation script is perfect, and it's moving at a speed that's perfect to the original speed of the actor. And then to your point, Linda, is 
okay, so now I need to bring my volume, my passion, my emotion, right. you know, my, my breathing, all that stuff. I can do that because I've got this karaoke that's flowing through and I can see my character. So I can really be. Oh, wow. But no, no more paper in my hands, no headphones, drop it. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a big screen and I'm actually in that scene doing whatever it is. That's cool. Wow. That's cool. That's and way different than it used to voice be. Voice over to voice acting. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. So as far as a technical for an average voice actor like me, and I'm like, oh, I want to get this software. You know, we we download the software, or is a plug-in into the DAW, or how does the yeah. how does it work? We've made it really simple. It's just a simple download for you uh, onto your device of choice, and then um, you're able to receive the projects, whatever the, the that's being recorded. Uh, do your own recording, reviewing, and then you can export that off to whatever uh, place it needs to go. Wow. We've really That's taken a lot cool. of steps on that side Amazing. to make it super easy for voice talent to get it. And here's the best part. We we really believe in growing and professionalizing the global voice talent audience. We've made voice cue actor free. Oh, free. No, nice. no strings attached. Straight wow. up. You heard it on, on this podcast. <laughs> We've made it free because we feel like if we can help the voice talent, you know, become more professional, get high quality, feeling great at what they're doing, they're going to go to the studios and say, hey, you need to be using voice cue in the recording side of things. Or sure. So for the voice actors around the world, you heard it here first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. I want, I want to download yeah, it. Go get it. And um, I want to check it out. Yeah, a lot of the voice talent are using voice cue actor uh, for auditions. So they you know, see a job come up where it might be. They get voice cue actor, get the project in, uh, record their audition, and mm-hmm. then send that off. And so, oh. because they're doing it on voice cue, they've got all that prompting, which is just oh, like just leave the studio to the audition. So I've done it at home. I've already prepped. Yeah. Or they might say, "I've got a job, and I want to get warmed up before I hit the studio this morning." So I'll, I'll spend half an hour running through my lines at home, getting warmed up. So when I walk through the door, let's go. You know, right. let's take. We're rocking. Oh, that's fascinating. I'm sure after you use that program for, gosh, even just a couple of days, that you start to anticipate it and you can just fly through these things. <laughs> I think the world's karaoke stages are going to change over the next few years with Whiskey Actor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's going to be some people come out of the woodwork. Going, can hey, we change regular karaoke? Can, I want to do it. Can we change regular <laughs> karaoke, though? Because that's, that's maddening. <laughs> Ninety percent of those people can't sing, and they don't know it. <laughs> that, that, that bit I can't help you. With. Okay, sorry. Oh, well, that's yeah. That's amazing. Pretty neat. Yeah. Stuff. So, uh, Stephen, you also work with um, Kiwa Digital as well, and that's a digital publishing company. I found it fascinating because I'm reading about it. So, a client basically brings to you their content. And you put it together to make it interactive for the audience? Is that yeah. what I'm... I mean, for, for the listeners, um, the simplest way is that we've got technology that's taken ebooks to the next level. It's like ebooks on steroids. So um, the idea of an audio book is powerful because we know that people learn better with blended learning. So some people can read well, some not so well. You put audio with the text and suddenly you get more accessibility. We've gone a little bit further than that because we started working with um, this area with, with children, or what we call in New Zealand, tamariki. And so we said, okay, if you swipe your finger on the text, it says what's there. 
if you touch a word, it says the word. And if you double tap it, it will either spell it for you in English or phonetically pronunciate it for you. Wow. wow. Right? So Teaching is going to be And a big part of this is with kids. Yeah. Being kinesthetic. So, yeah, I want to hit a button, but I want to swipe and tap and double tap because that's what they naturally do. Right. So the, the content's the content. What we're saying, let's bring in audio but allow you to access that audio in a whole bunch of ways that's, that works for you as the, the end user, whether it's, you know, the caregiver, nana or granddad or mum or dad or brother or sister yeah. or the child themselves. And, um, yeah, it just it helps bring content to life that, that might have been amazing in a hard copy, beautiful book, but this but, just yeah. takes it neat level. You're gonna have, so you you're were saying that you access uh, narrators that help you with this uh, at the end point, I guess, of uh, yeah. creating. Yeah. Um, sometimes the clients will come with the audios and the text and just want us to put it together in an immersive app format. Sometimes I've got the content but no narration, no audio. And so we've got some opportunities there to say, do you have someone in mind that you want to work with or would you like us to take care of that? My name is JJ and Wilson. As I was saying here earlier, Linda, at the start of this, <laughs> was that the two types of technology – Voice cue, which is what we've been talking about at the start, mm-hmm. and this keyword publishing technology is starting to converge because suddenly we're seeing the audio is a central part to whether you're doing a movie, a television program, or an immersive ebook. You need high quality audio. So, right. more talent around the country, around the world, and saying, yeah. hey, are you doing a TV series? Are you doing an advertisement? Are you doing a film? Or would you like to do immersive books, ebooks? Wow. Why not? You, yeah, you're going exactly. to have two-year-olds reading in no time. Yes, sir. That's, that's the goal. Wow. wow. In, in multiple languages. Yes. That's really wow. incredible, too. Wow. So we're finding um, here in New Zealand, there's a big uh, push for te reo Māori, which is our indigenous uh, Māori language. And a lot of the kids that grew up um, over the years didn't have that. So they're, they're, they're like me. I grew up without my own native language. And so I'm learning. So to have a book, a resource that's that's got both in text and in audio, it's actually really helpful to make that jump from yes. one language to another. Wow. Uh, wow. And so, yeah, anybody that's into sort of bilingualism, multilingualism, they'll really enjoy uh, this type of tech with their content. I'm just thinking about all the voice talent that have jobs that are able to provide <laughs> in the various languages and, you know, with the dubbing and these interactive types of of uh, projects, it's it's really exciting. I wish know? I hadn't failed Spanish. <laughs> it's still time, JJ. It's still oh, time. Oh, no. <laughs> Donde esta Susana en la cocina? <laughs> <laughs> so where should voice talent go to check out that voice cue? Just to uh, com. Very easy. That's easy Very to easy. remember. Even I yeah, can remember that. Bill, even no, you, Stephen. JJ. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, something interesting too that I read about Stephen was that, and you, you're not going to know about this, JJ, because you don't ever go to a gym. But Les Mills, <laughs> well, you don't, and you you admit it that it's not your place to be. No, but but yeah, he's one of the. You're the founder, you know, right? Of Les Mills. <laughs> and it's no, fitness I was, I was one of the co-founders. I would never say I'm the founder. Oh, okay. Um, I was one of one of the early team about 25 years ago that decided um, we would take pre-choreographed group fitness to the world from little old New Zealand. 
And wow. uh, the, the program that put us on Global Map was a program called Body Pump, which is essentially lightweights with high repetition set to music. And um, I've seen that at the Y. It, I've it seen just, it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it was one of those, you know, aerobics back in Jane Fonda, you know, they got the yeah. whole aerobics <laughs> revolution going around the world. Yeah. Plenty of people were doing uh, exercise along with the running jogging boom in the seventies. Richard Simmons, but they, they didn't have, they didn't have something with uh, strength, and we knew that from the research. If you can get some resistance training into your your regime, you just get so many more benefits. Particularly the ladies that were doing a lot of aerobic activity. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we you know we came up with a program, and boy, when it hit the states, it just went like crazy. Yeah. Uh, now it's a global phenomenon. So Les Mills International was my, my former company. And I was saying to Linda JJ before we jumped on today, it's funny how the fitness industry, particularly the group fitness mm-hmm. of the fitness industry, is very similar to the voice talent industry because it, typically in a yeah. fitness gym environment, the instructors, if they're not Les Mills instructors, they would come up with their own routines, with their own music. Right however they dress and teach their classes as an artist. Right. In the voice talent industry, you also have artists, people that say, right, I've got my own studio. Right. I've trained myself up. I've got my own equipment. So i got my tights on. Yeah. (laughs) What what we did in the fitness industry was we said, look, that's all awesome. But the truth is probably only 5 to 10% of folks with the best intentions actually produce a world-class. And it's the same way in voiceovers. And you're getting paid this much money prepare and then go teach. So there's not a lot of incentive in there for the, the artist right. to deliver this world-class stuff. So we said, well, why don't we provide you with quality-assured pre-choreographed routines and music, and you can focus on bringing all of your performance to it. Interesting. And so Interesting. in a way, with Voice Q, what we're saying to the voice talent world is, let us help you take your professionalism up another level. We'll build the tech. It's free. Right. Um, it's going to make you better. No matter how good you think you are, you can always be better. And um, so, yeah, it's been interesting sort of coming at two different industries over 30 years, <laughs> helping to professionalise by essentially standardising some things. That's wow. really what we're doing here. We're using technology in this oh, case to yep. standardise, to lift the professionalism of those that I believe are not that well looked after or, well, or that well paid, right. which is another whole podcast. Right. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. No, now, after totally. this podcast, I want to give you my information to become one of the fitness instructors. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> we got you. Okay. We got you. Okay. Very good. Just, I'll get, well, get I mean, can you do, now can you do us a favor, Stephen, and can you teach JJ how to perform with a New Zealand accent? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's just do a real simple one. So how would you say... F I S H. F I S H. Oh, no, no. Say so, so, so it in oh. your usual American accent. F I S H. Yeah, and say the word. Fish. Yep. Yeah. I want you to say push. Push. There you go. And then C H I P in the word. C H I P, chip. Yep. Yeah. Chop. Really? Say chop. Chop. Say chop. Chop. Fosh and chop. chops. Fosh and chops. <laughs> Fosh and yeah. chops. Okay. I'm going to go and get some Fosh and chops. Okay, I got one for you. Uh, right. Say the word uh, with a, uh, with a uh, well, with your accent probably would work. Say whale. Whale. Isle. 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 Beef. Beef. Hooked. Hooked. Now say it quickly. Whale, isle, beef hooked. <laughs> 
Man, it's a tongue twister. It certainly is. Well, I'll be like seashell, seashells on the seashore. Holy heck. <laughs> That's right. J- JJ accepted a job once. This was years oh, ago. Gosh. He likes to tell this story. And they said, oh, do you speak with an Australian accent? And he was like, yeah. Of course, from the barbie. <laughs> That's all well, I can yeah, say. Mate, just describe your nose like here, because you've got to get the nasal. You know, like when you want oh, to that's say a good it properly, that's yeah, how you really speak Australian. Right there. Yeah. But I'm- and uh, we'll get out and get some fish and chips. Fish and, and chips. Uh, have a bit of a barbie with a couple of tennies. Yeah. G'day, mate. Unfortunately, when I got there after saying yes, I could do the accent, it was like a 22-page documentary on cement. <laughs> It had nothing to do with Australia. And I read about maybe four words. The guy says, no, you're fired. You're the announcer. And so, <laughs> Have a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> See, that was your fitness instructor moment. You That's right. Well, that was Richard Simmons. It was Richard Simmons. He was there. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't look good in yellow shorts. I've tried. <laughs> You've tried. Mate, well, I reckon you could really bring a new whole level to Lycra. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Right? Seriously. Is that like okra, well, only different? <laughs> okra? Yeah. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us. That was really us. an interesting podcast. Um, and it, yeah, it also brought back many, many wonderful memories for me. I'll leave you with this. Stephen, one day I brought my mother to the studio to watch me work. And that day we were doing a soft porn film. And... Uh, <laughs> you brought your mother? Well, I didn't know what we were doing. I thought we were doing, you know, some cartoons for the Christian Broadcasting Network. But no, today was, you know, oh, oh, ooh, ah. And my mother goes, what are you doing? (laughs) So, but I did have a great time. You should have said I'm doing a workout. That's right. You should have said I'm doing a workout. Right. That's right. I'm practicing to become pregnant. Hee-hoo, hee-hoo. But anyway, it was a wonderful time in my life. I never had so much fun. Yeah. Never had so much fun. I know we're about to wrap up. I would just like to say one sort of wrap-up call is um, sure. I want to do a shout-out to all the voice talent worldwide and across the US, of course, that um, had to sort of get through COVID, and that really meant for them, you know, business, that they're not always remote, right. being forced to do that from home. Yep. And we really felt that we had a lot of voice talent sort of um, chiming in for support and so forth. And yeah. so to all you folks that are out there, that we're doing the hard yards on your own. This is really tough. And people expect you to deliver this amazing performance when you're, you know, in a really, really difficult situation. You know, good on you for doing it. And um, part of our, our koha, our donation to you globally is to have this voice actor technology so that um, the next time we get into that adverse sort of situation, you got some support there. Um, so from all of us down in Auckland, New Zealand, Modi um, Kia Tato. Um, life to all of you and look forward to supporting you in the future thank you Aww, that's very very thank nice thank you so much that's very so everybody's got to nice. head over and check out uh voice cue because it just seems so cool i want to go excited. to new zealand i really do i know right oh hey, that's borders like, are open oh borders are open really they're open ah yep. it's i'm i'm told it's gorgeous no absolutely is Zihuataneo in new zealand sorry Zihuataneo. is that new zealand Zihuataneo. Oh, it sounds like somebody's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my dog, Jim Bob. <laughs> you know, I'm, whole I'm different not, story. I'm familiar with that destination. Okay, it's it's in the end of the Shawshank Redemption. It's where Tim Robbins ends up on the beaches of Zihuataneo. and uh, I always okay. thought it was New Zealand, but I failed social studies. 
We do have some beaches that would definitely be the equivalent of that, though. Yeah, we got some beaches wow. here too, but I just you know, oh beaches. Sorry, I thought you. <laughs> Oh, no, All right. No, no, no. My wife See, is screaming. You get, you, you I can get hear that her. exercise program going, JJ. When you hit the beach, you're going to be in beach form. Yes, beach form. Yeah, the, the new JJ. Yep, the new JJ. That's, they call me the beach ball. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what a pleasure well, this has been, Stephen. For, thank you. Yes, thank yes, you. We really appreciate and it. And do you ever hire people, Stephen? My buddy, <laughs> my pal. <laughs> Put me through that resume, JJ. You got I'll it. Put you right at the top of the taxi rank list. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And I'll wear my Speedo, okay. so don't you worry. <laughs> well, that wraps it up it for certainly another does. episode of the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. Yes. Um, thank you again for joining us. Thank you, and, Linda. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you at a workout, or we'll see you in a lesson. We'll see you. Or I'll see you at the and post office. I'm hanging on yeah, the right-hand wall as you walk in the front door. <laughs> Check out voicekey.com. Yes, and, uh, I'm going to right now. Get into dubbing because it sounds super oh, cool. Well, thanks gosh. again, guys. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast. Real talk about the voiceover industry. Learn more about us and get coaching at voiceover.guru.